0: Welcome to the Big Texas Podcast presented by Texas Young Republicans. I am your host, Jordan Overturf, and today my guest is Desiree Brown. She is a young Republican from Collin County, and she is actually running to be a RNC delegate for the upcoming national convention. Uh, I appreciate uh, Desiree for taking us back to 2016 to when she really started getting involved into politics and talking to us about her journey over the last uh, few years to get more involved to now being involved with YRNF, the National Young Republican Federation, uh, and all of the things that she's doing. So uh, I'm going to get out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's Desiree Brown. Running to be a national delegate and kind of what that means because I I think there are a lot of young Republicans who don't understand the party process. So uh, for starters, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the Republican Party?
1: Sure. Um, So I right now am the Collin County Young Republican chair. I'm in that position for almost two years and i'm also the young republican national federation national secretary which i got elected to that position at our YR national convention in omaha last july and in terms of being within collin county um, i'm also a precinct chair i live in the dallas city part of collin county so i'm as far south basically as you can get in collin county and basically the reason I got involved was because Trump announced his presidency or his intent to run for president, uh, in 2015. So I had, um, kind of always had an interest in politics. I I was a double major in math and political science in college. And, um, but I didn't do anything in terms of being involved in politics. My day job does not have anything to do with politics. And so, uh, When Trump announced, that was really the catalyst for me to get involved because I very much agreed with him running and what I thought he could do for the country because, one, he was a businessman, and two, I did like the fact that he came off initially as being not PC correct because I felt like there was a lot of things that everyone was thinking, um, but no one had the, the guts to say. And he didn't seem to have that problem, obviously, and now we know, obviously, he doesn't. Um, and so that was really what got me involved, uh, right after he announced, I went to my first call YR wire meeting, um, and just stuck with it. Uh, a couple of months later, I became the precinct chair for my area and just kind of grew uh, from that. So if you would have asked me in 2015, if I would have been on the national board or be running for a delegate, I would have told you, like you said, I have no idea what that even means. And so now here I am five years later, um, and I do owe it all to Trump getting into the race.
0: Excellent. Well, you know, uh, the president has a wide ranging support here in the Lone Star State. So it's not surprising to hear that, you know, he activated a young Republican like yourself, um, <clears throat> So take us through the process a little bit. For people who don't understand uh, what a delegate is even, can you start there? What is a delegate and kind of what is the process you're going to have to go through in order to be uh, elected to the national delegation?
1: Sure. So what a lot of people don't realize, myself included when I first got involved in all this, is everything that you do at the local level builds on itself from local to county or SD to state and to the national level. And so when I became a precinct chair and attended my first precinct convention, that was when I really kind of got the understanding of, oh, this feeds into something bigger. And so much like being a delegate to your precinct convention or your SD or county convention within Texas, and that leads into the state convention, the state convention is the next step before you get to the national convention. So the national convention is held every four years, obviously in election years. And the intent is, the main intent is to uh, nominate a president and a vice president for the Republican Party ticket. Now this year, um, obviously Donald Trump is unopposed, so it'll be a little bit different than what someone might have gone through in 2016, where you had multiple candidates potentially. That's kind of the main goal is to take everything that we've done at the precinct level that feeds into your SD level. Your SD level feeds into the state, and we also go to national to basically solidify the party platform. So when you submit resolutions, when you uh, participate at the lower level, that does ultimately feed up. Now, does that mean that everything you do at your precinct or your SD feeds into the state or national? Obviously not, but those are the building blocks of how it works. So, um, the way Texas gets delegates is for 2020, we have 155, and each uh, congressional district so I'm in Congressional District 3, which is Van Taylor's area uh, each congressional district gets three delegates and three alternates, and then On top of that, Texas also has what's called um, at-large delegates, where we get three for our chair, our national committee man, committee woman, and then we have 10 that are just based, so every state gets 10 based ones. And then we get an additional 34 on top of that because we have a Republican governor, Republican lieutenant governor, uh, Ted Cruz and uh, John Cornyn. Our, our senators and they're Republicans. So you get bonus bonus points essentially for that. And so those all tie into the 155. So I am de- uh, trying to become one of the delegates for CD3. So I'll be one of three delegates if I get it, um, as well as we will be three alternates.
0: So have you uh, been... Did you go to a state convention in 2016? Was that like kind of your first uh, foray into how big this scales up?
1: It was. So um, 2016, they had it in Dallas and I did attend that. Um, I was a delegate from uh, Collin County and that was really obviously an eye-opening experience again of kind of learning how does all of this bubble up and work. And it was really cool because um, you don't, again, think about at the lower level that the grassroots rebel that this actually does make a difference. They don't just pop out of thin air. You do have a say in how the national party does things and what our platform is. So in 2016, um, I did attend. And that was where it really be kind of became an interest of mine, not just to see how politics worked at the local level and not just with the Trump running for president, but seeing how all of it actually does make a difference and how it does build on itself to me was the interesting part. Um, When I was in college, you know, I I wouldn't say I was ever interested in politics per se. I was always very interested in how the government works. How did all the branches of government interact with each other? So for me, seeing how all of this works and, and, happens behind the scenes was the more interesting part to me, actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of process that people don't understand. Uh, and and, uh, with our state convention, you know, a lot of people don't realize that our Republican, uh, state convention here in Texas is larger than the national convention. Uh, and I got to go in 2016 to Cleveland, to the national convention, which, uh, I mean, is an amazing experience. Uh, so, if you are elected at our state convention, that means you will go on to Charlotte at the national convention, correct? Uh, what, are, correct. what are what are some of the things that a delegate does at the national convention?
1: So, the delegate week is technically from Monday through Thursday evening, and kind of to work your way backwards. The big, you know, celebration on Thursday night is when you uh, select your party nominee, and uh, you know. In this case, Trump will come on stage and speak to everybody, and then you, as you back up, uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. Obviously, there's other speeches. The First Lady uh, in 2016, the you know Melania Trump spoke. You had several Trump supporters, you know, come out and speak. But also, like I said, you also are voting on that par- uh, party platform. So just like we will um, when we go to our state GOP convention and we vote on different planks within the platform, you do a very similar process at the national level. And so it's not just, you know, being in an arena and having balloons drop from the ceiling and, you know, having all these speakers. That is a big part of it. But the other piece is there actually is business to attend to and voting. And like I said, 2016 looked different than 2020. 2024 will look different just because there's not a contested, a nomination. Um, so it'll change up a little bit from what if people saw what happened in Cleveland, it'll change a little bit for what happens in Charlotte. But the premise is still the same.
0: Yeah. And it's a, it's a great opportunity for the party to put forth uh, some of the platform that propels them through election day. So we'll hear more from the president about what his ideas are going to be for, uh, leading the country, what his vision is for the next four years. And a lot of the messaging that comes around that as well as a lot of fun convention, uh, you know, uh, and speaking of you know uh, the president is making a little waves talking about the potential of moving national convention if uh, North Carolina does not ease up some of its uh, restrictions on these large events Uh, I I guess what do you make uh, of this and do you believe any of uh, you know the talk about convention coming back here to Texas so
1: Obviously, we're in a really awkward situation right now. Um, You know, in Collin County, things have opened up and and never really shut down per se. But we also didn't have a whole lot of people, relatively speaking, that, uh, you know, got sick. Um, But it has been something that as a member of the YRNF board, we've been discussing with the RNC because we're also supposed to have our summer meeting uh, the weekend prior. So basically one long week of events. So it impacts us as well at the YR level because we're uh, dependent on all of us being in the same place. Right. Uh, right now, I, I feel like it will likely stay in Charlotte just because something of this magnitude takes a lot of planning takes a lot of people behind the scenes, the infrastructure, the hotels. And while we have all of that stuff in Texas, I mean, we obviously have a lot of open, you know, very large arenas where we could have open space and, and social distancing. We have hotels. These people that have been working on the Charlotte event have been working on it for two plus years. And While I'm sure Texas would love to host it in any of our cities and would probably pull it off very well, I do hope it stays in Charlotte because I think that those people on the RNC, the other Republican organizations within that city, just the local and county clubs, I know the YR group that's out of Charlotte um, has been doing a lot of planning, and I would hate to see it not happen, but I do think that Trump has a valid concern and and i actually am glad he escalated it because if we all got there with the assumption that we were going to have all of this um normal convention you know calendar of events and then got there and we're told oh, i'm sorry only 25 of y'all can come into the room obviously that would impact it so while i think some people are a little upset that he is stirring the pot Again, I think it kind of is to his credit to share the pot because these are things that we need to know as a party going into the city of can we conduct the business that we need to conduct, have the votes that we need to have, have the people on the floor, you know, and not get there and have some surprise. Now, that being said, we're about 10 weeks out, anything could happen. Um, obviously our own state convention has had to be pushed back and, and I know they're doing a lot to try to reaccommodate some of that type of stuff as well in terms of social distancing and just minimizing maybe the number of events that are the fun event type of stuff. But it is a very weird time that we're living in. And I would hate to say that anything that we know today is going to be the same in 10 weeks because we've seen that, you know, a week difference around
0: here lately is a big difference. Yeah, I uh, even just a, a few days to a few hours uh things can change dramatically. Uh yep. so uh would, I I would be excited for the <clears throat> opportunity to showcase what Texas has to offer on a national stage, you know, uh, and I, I do want that for Charlotte, you know, nothing against them, but that's something to consider is that when the national convention, uh, comes to town, it, it, it gives that state and that city an opportunity to showcase the best of what they have to offer. And, you know, obviously we have delegates who come from all over the country uh, to take part in this process. Um, And the amount of coverage that comes with it, uh, you know, obviously the concern about the protests, It feels somewhat similar to the tension that we felt before the 2016 uh, convention. And I know there was some uh, concern for folks back then. Uh, I certainly had people reaching out to me before I headed off to Cleveland, just making sure that, you know, I, I was prepared to be safe and I have to commend the folks there in Cleveland who uh, put that together from the RNC to the local officials that maintain security, put on a great event. I mean, you know, people were allowed to protest and do all the things that they wanted to do. Uh, but it was uh, a safe distance. No one got out of hand and there were plenty of, uh, you know, protections in place. But, You do have to wonder, as we watch the events that have unfolded just over the weekend, are you concerned at all about how we go on uh, having these peaceable, you know, political processes that we've carried on for, you know, ever since this country got started on this footing?
1: Yeah, it's obviously, it concerns me just to be in a location where obviously sometimes Republicans are not well liked, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I'm cognizant of that anywhere I go. Um, you know, we tra- I travel a lot for work. I travel a lot for and uh, YRNF events, or I used to, haven't been anywhere lately, but, um, and so I've, I've always been cognizant of that. Um, I do think that what's going on right now is a little scary because you see it happening in so many places on such a large scale, obviously here in Dallas, um, You know, I live on the far north side of Dallas, but down near downtown in the uptown area, you know, a lot of businesses have been destroyed and we haven't seen anything here quite like in Washington, D.C. or obviously Minneapolis or uh, New York, you know, but it does concern me a little bit if um, things don't kind of die down, Mm -hmm. but to your point, I remember people being highly concerned going to Cleveland and and making the same comments that that you just uh, mentioned, you know, oh, well, if we go to Cleveland, you know, that's gonna be dangerous. And and I personally did not go I was I was not involved at the national uh, convention in 2016. But I know a lot of people that did go and that was obviously something they were concerned about. And like you said, they came back and said, no big deal. You know, you had your protesters, some of them were just I think of it kind of like um, my office headquarters are actually in DC and and my office in DC is actually not that far from the white house. And so a lot of times when I go up there, I do walk around the white house and it's kind of the difference between you have that standard bearer of protesters outside the sign, you know, they're not really doing anything in terms of harassing people. They're just kind of there as a presence to, to try to be heard versus what we're seeing and and what I'm highly opposed to is the destruction, the vandalism, the violence, um, where I don't think that that is all protesters. I don't think that the protesters that are out there with good intent, but you know, it does kind of warrant the fact that if they're doing what they're doing in, in DC, right there around the white house, what could or would happen in Charlotte now, that being said, I think that law enforcement, just like you said, with Cleveland, they will be fully supported by their state, their local uh, authorities. And really, it just comes down to probably, again, the biggest hurdle is, can we go to North Carolina and actually have a full convention, you know, fully participate and not feel like, oh, well, half of us are down the street, and the other half are over here because we can't all be in the same building or or fully participate in the manner of which we would, if the virus was not happening.
0: Yeah, uh, and who knows what what restructuring will happen? They probably will limit the amount of guests that are able to take yeah. part. You know, uh, Cleveland was in the basketball arena, so. The guests were way up in the nosebleeds, and then you know you had a media tier, and then the rest uh, of the floor was mostly—it's uh, all delegates on the floor. You have to have that that crucial badge, uh, which is something that you you are hoping to earn uh, for your opportunity. So uh, as we wrap up here, I wanted to give you the the opportunity. Here's your practice run, Desiree. For right. your, your pitch to the folks in your congressional district who will be voting on their national delegates, why should they support you for this national delegate spot?
1: So a lot of people, um, I think, you know, look at young Republicans as saying that we're the party of the future. And ever since I got involved, it's kind of bothered me that people say that because while I understand the sentiment and I, and I understand and fully respect people that have been involved for 10, 20, 30, you know, their whole lifetime, right? Um, I do think young Republicans are the party of now. I think we've seen a big shift um, with a lot of what happened in 2016 and in 2018 where younger people do and can make a difference. You don't have to be a member of the party for 30, 40, 50 years to have that impact. And so the main reason I'm running is Like I said, Donald Trump is the whole reason I am here. I have always been a Republican. I have always been cognizant of politics and what was going on around me, but never highly involved until he got in because his patriotism and his will to make us a better country is what made me so inspired to support him, to support our local officials and their elections, and to really see how big of a difference it makes to have Republican or conservatives conservatives in leadership versus more liberal or or Democrat leaders. And so for me, I want to uh, proudly go and support my president. I want to support, uh, you know, what he's done so far, because I think he has stuck to his campaign promises. He has made America great again, in my opinion, and I think he can... Make America great again, again, and rebuild from the economy, uh, the economic impact to the virus, and, and obviously what's happening right now is these protests and the and the violence and the attacks on the small businesses that are now trying to reopen. I think he is the only person that can pull our country back into a good spot, and it. It is a huge honor of mine to run for this position. I want to represent not only the people of Texas, but the people of Collin County predominantly. There's, uh, my CD also has a little bit of Denton County in it because I do truly believe that anyone can be involved in this uh, party. Anyone can be involved in politics. You can be someone like me who does not do this for a job, does not do this other than just from a volunteer standpoint and really make a difference. And for me, I do want to see where young Republicans, such as myself, such as the members of my club, um, can have that uh, opportunity to show that they do matter, that they do make a difference, that we do support our president, we support our local and state leadership, and essentially just make it to where, if nothing else, a young Republican or just someone who's uh, passing by an event kind of like I did see that, Hey, you know, you can be a part of this bigger thing and not have to run for office, not have to, you know, have aspirations to be an elected official, but actually participate in the party as a volunteer and make a difference at the same time, especially building from the grassroots like I have up to kind of this point of being on the national YR board and, and
0: participating in state level events. Well, that's, uh, that's a great rundown of, of what you are hoping to uh, promote as a delegate. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I, I share your sentiment and, in- and, viewing what the president has done. He has uh, demanded us to be bold in our actions. And, uh, you know, on Saturday I watched it, uh, you know, the SpaceX launch, it was so great to see the president and the vice president there to witness that. Um, You know, this is just another example of where he created a, a opportunity, right? Yep. That's what this country is about, right? Creating opportunities, right? And people pick up that ball and they run with it. You know?
1: Yeah, and and that's exactly, I mean, I think at least for me, you know, I'm always very focused on the economy because I think that's what makes or breaks people. Um because if the economy is good, if the opportunities are there, anyone can succeed. You don't have to be a millionaire, you don't have to be a billionaire. You can succeed if the if the conditions uh, are favorable, and, and yeah, standing. My first thought watching him watch the space shuttle take off or, or SpaceX take off was that wow, he really cares about our country, and by what he's been doing, made that possible. Whereas ten years ago, when we last did it, you know, they were talking about NASA was going to be defunct; that this was not a good uh, use of funds. And I would be willing to bet that if we had a Democrat in office, what we witnessed on Saturday would not have happened.
0: Yeah. And SpaceX is such a huge part uh, of, what Texas is trying to do in terms of being on the forefront of all kinds of technology. I mean, we have Army Futures Command uh, that is based in Austin and College Station, you you know, having SpaceX facilities here where they're testing rockets. uh, You know, it's, it's again an amazing testament to the will and the spirit of Americans and those who come here uh, to become citizens, take part in this process. Uh, you know, so many people who are going to get their first opportunity to vote uh, this time around, whether they you know, turned 18 since the last election or they uh, got their citizenship. Uh, it's a- an amazing power we hold. Uh, and, you know, there are some that take it for granted. But, uh, you know, obviously, Desiree, you are not one of those people. And we appreciate all you do there in Collin County. Best of luck to you. Uh, any anything you. coming up with Colin YRs or Colin GOP that we should know about uh, before we get out of here?
1: Yeah. So um, from a YR perspective, Jeff Leach, who is one of our uh, House reps, he is a Colin YR member, and we do intend to have a day of action in Collin County to support him. And my House dist- uh, district rep, Matt Shaheen. Later in the fall, we're actually going to partner with uh, the Texas Young Republicans and the National Young Republicans on some deployments because we want to keep Matt and Jeff in office. Um, In terms of uh, future Colin YR events, stay tuned. You know, last year we had a great year. We had even more come in. We partnered with Freedom Works on a couple of events. So I'm hoping that we can continue that momentum. We, We were stopped for a little bit, but we're going to come back uh, just as good, if not better. And I just would say stay tuned.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you uh, for sharing a bit about yourself. And uh, again, best of luck uh, at state convention. We'll see you down the road. All right.
1: Thanks,
0: Jordan. See you, Desiree. All right. Thank you again to Desiree for joining us. Uh, I. You know what? Uh, I should be used to these by now and a professional. I forgot to ask her where people can go to learn more about her. So if you would like to learn more about Desiree Brown and her quest to be an RNC delegate for CD3, you can find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash Desiree. That's D-E-S-I-R-E-E for CD3 delegate. Again, that's facebook.com slash Desiree for CD3 Delegate, all spelled out. Um, Thank you again to Desiree for all that she does. She is a very passionate YR, and uh, I've engaged with her on several times, uh, on several occasions. I'm losing all my words today. Uh, Just about the things that she's trying to do there in Collin County and support her state reps, her local Republican Party. Uh, It's great to see her get involved uh, and see that passion grow over the last four years. So uh, thank you again to you for listening, tuning in. As always, you can find us here on Facebook or YouTube. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Big Texas Podcast. And you can, of course, download this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we have more candidates coming. Again, early voting for the July primary runoff begins on June 29th. We've got an extra week of early voting because of the coronavirus response. So, Get out there and vote. There are a ton of races uh, going on. I talked about them earlier on the Texas podcast. Here, I'll find it. I got it right somewhere real quick. You can wait. This is uh, crucial information. Here it is. Okay. So, uh, for this July primary runoff, nine congressional runoffs, a very important race for state board of education and district five, There's seven different, uh, races for state representative, 15 judicial seats that are headed to a runoff and about a hundred other, uh, runoffs for county sheriff, county commissioner, tax assessor, collector, uh, all of this information is available on the Texas Secretary of State's website. You can also uh, visit your local county GOP to find out more about how to get involved, what these races are, uh, or check with your local county elections administrator for sample ballots and all that kind of stuff. Okay, that's it. Soapbox over. Uh, again, thank you to Desiree. Thank you to you for joining us. Make sure you're following Texas Young Republicans on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TexasYRs. Until next time, friends, we'll see you down the road.